0: hey guys welcome back to bodies in the bayous season one the texas killing fields i'm morgan and i'm gretchen today we are going to bring you episode 30 which is going to be the last episode in season one um and we are going to bring you into the murky waters
1: so the first case that we're going to talk about is again one of those cases where we just have so little information But uh, Amanda Nicole Kellum was a young 27-year-old mother. Um, She had one daughter. She lived in Lamarck, Texas. And she was born November 6th of 1979 in Texas City. Spent pretty much her life in the Galveston area uh she was a loving mother a daughter a sister a friend um so she's got a large extended family in this area that she was incredibly close to and that still misses her so on november tenth, two 2006 a fisherman found a body the body of amanda nicole kellum lying face down in the marshy area near the eastern edge of omega bay just north of the neighborhood bearing the same name, near I-45 and um, 146 road. It's uh, near the town of Lamarck. She had been beaten and stabbed to death with a T-shirt wrapped around her neck, and so she had also been strangled. When law enforcement identified her, it was very quickly known that they were familiar with her. Um, the unfortunate thing is, this is a young woman who had some drug offenses, um, some charges with prostitution. She was known to live in Galveston, Lamarck, and Texas City. Um, and what they did release, and still today about all that we know, is um, that her cause of death was a combination of of the strangling and the stabbing. Um, but that she had been dead only a few hours before she was discovered Mm -hmm. and so
0: um you know what that kind of tells me though is like within a few hours when she was discovered it was maybe busy down there on the water that day too you know i mean somebody has something maybe you know well i don't know you know i mean we're talking about november
1: so probably it it really just depends but um but certainly it's a it's a busy area you know for those who are not familiar with this area when you're talking about this section of of road where omega bay is you're you're really talking about all these major roads coming together you know, you're talking about 146 and 45, meeting uh, six down there. So you are you can head into so many directions. Um, you can head along the coast te- toward Texas City, Lamarck, uh, Kima. You can head up to Houston, um, get on the I-45 and head up to Houston. You can head into Galveston. And you also have six, which is a major highway there um, into Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. So it's a busy, busy area. Um, also you have two small i guess they're small towns or small communities which is bayou vista and omega Omega bay where this is a a boating fishing you know they're all on these canals that that lead to the galveston bay so you're right there by tiki island so yeah it's a busy busy area um depending on that time of of day you have a lot of traffic Mm -hmm. because the plants are all right down in there too Mm -hmm. so um yeah, but, but it's
0: easy to get away from there, too. Yeah, so. that's
1: that's the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that is it's so easy to to be anywhere. Um, so so little is is released about this. You know, um, really, the family is is the one who is kind of put the pleas out there for any information on this case. And I guess, you know, we would say the same thing. Um, this again is that one of those cases where you have to question um is there possibly DNA could this be looked at with better technology if there wasn't DNA at the time you know because of the technology at the time because you know her body had been exposed to water and the
0: elements could there be now yeah especially on that t-shirt right Mm -hmm. you know I mean what we do know now is like that's the skin cells transfer and get kind of stuck in any kind of nodding or bunching so yeah. i mean it's possible and so
1: you know there is technology out there like the back technology that we're hearing more and more solving of of these cold cases you know um so i guess what we, what we would say is you know what can possibly be done in this case and and if law enforcement is uh is looking for that. Maybe this is a case that needs to be sent up to, you know, the new cold case unit for um, the state of Texas for some better uh, technology. So,
0: yeah, I would absolutely think so, especially if the evidence has been preserved. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that would be the hope. So we would hope that someday, you know, there are some
1: answers for this family because, you know, Amanda certainly deserves to have those answers. This is whatever her life was nobody deserves this Mm -hmm. and you know she has a young child out there too who deserves to have known what happened to her mother absolutely So Bridget Lynn Gearin is the next case that we're going to bring you. She was a single mother of a two-year-old girl who lived in Orange, Texas and worked as a legal secretary at a Beaumont law, law enforcement. On July 14th, 2007, she and her daughter were invited to spend the weekend with four couples and their children at a rented house on Crystal Beach. On Monk House Road. This is a part of the Bolivar Peninsula. This is a stretch of beach known as a zoo, as the zoo, because it's a stretch of rental homes, basically. And these rental homes are known to sometimes have loud late night parties. They're known for problems, sometimes some underage drinking, some minor nonviolent incidences. It's um it must be rowdy, maybe. Yeah, it's a little it's rowdy. There might be some drinking and driving on the beach, but not like bad neighborhood or anything like that. It's not a violent part of the beach. It's not known for um, that. It's just known kind of be a place to rent some houses, have some fun, have some late night partying. Um, so the group decided that they wanted to take a late night uh, ride on the beach around midnight. And um, if you're not familiar exactly with uh, Crystal Beach and the Bolivar Peninsula, this is a stretch of beach kind of connected to the mainland. So you can drive um, from the mainland out onto the Bolivar Peninsula. But the um, way that a lot of people get there is actually through the ferry system off of Galveston Island. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also an area that it's kind of... um, known to um you're able to drive along the beach kind of be out there hanging out at night and um not as regulated and strict as as some beaches are so so they decided to go out for this late night beach ride and witnesses claim that bridget um her daughter had uh was asleep probably with some other kids there was an uh, adult friend who was staying at the house and kind of watching after the kids. Um, and she was just going to go out and hang out with the friends for the night. She was wearing a red halter top and jean shorts. They said they heard the door open and then close. And then they heard the metal date, gate close. Her friends stated that um, they followed her outside about 90 seconds later and she was gone. They searched and searched for several hours. Um, but they no, to no avail. They couldn't find her. And so they called law enforcement. By the time they called law enforcement, law enforcement already had a call from campers. (laughs) No, excuse me. So the call had come in about an hour before that about 100 yards away from the beach house where she was staying, campers had found the body of a young woman that had been brutally raped, beaten, and strangled. It was believed that she had fought very hard for her life. In an autopsy, it was determined that she had been beaten with a blunt object um so this kind of you know gets to me a little bit because so supposedly the friends follow her out about 90 seconds later and kind of begin the search for Bridget and she's found about a hundred yards down the beach right but not by them not by them right by other people (laughs) um it just seems like I'm not I'm not trying to say that they had anything to do with it but I'm just wondering about how good was this search You know, if my friend, if we were staying at a beach house and my friend kind of wandered off, maybe I'm not going to raise the alarm that much either. You know, maybe you're just kind of figuring, oh, she wanted to, you know, walk down to the beach, put her feet
0: in the water. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't think in, let's say, 90 seconds, and even if we exaggerate to five minutes, I don't think in that short a period of time, you're going to start panicking like, They're missing. Right. I'm wondering you know? whether
1: or not, you know, they kind of searched for her a little bit and was like, oh, maybe she decided not to come. And they went ahead and went off on the, on the ride. Because to me, this is strange.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this whole idea that they do this search up and down the beach for two hours, and yet they don't stumble across these campers who are 100 yards down the beach. It yeah. just, you know, or
0: anything you know i don't know unless unless they have like i mean the benefit of the doubt you can maybe say in there is that they were going on this ride and they're like oh let's go down to this pier and it's in the opposite direction of the campers and maybe they look toward where they were planning to go maybe you know i'm just they don't hear you calling for your friend though right i just put a, a little bit of
1: of question mark on how how big of of search this was mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking several hours later then it became more concerning right. you know at that point in time you maybe are thinking okay well she wandered off to put her feet in the water but now we can't find her mm-hmm. so she's unfamiliar with this area did she possibly get lost you know so i can now see raising the alarm but it just seems to me if they raise the alarm in that very 90 seconds after she's gone it seems strange that you don't stumble across her. Yeah. Um, so, but police are very active in this investigation from the moment it starts. The very next day, um, they bring bloodhounds out to the beach in order to locate any evidence. They get the sheriff's mounted posse out there and Texas Equus searches out there coming the beach in the dunes to try to find any evidence out there. They send out flyers to, they give out flyers to all the visitors um, in the area and the campers asking for photographs of any photographs that were taken on the beach that weekend Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i'm thinking that with this they're coming through any of these photographs and trying to find anything that looked out of place plus you know just just trying to locate anybody who shouldn't have been there maybe right a few weeks after her death galveston county police department Galveston Sheriff's Department gives a press conference where they stated they believed that this was a random act, as they had cleared all suspects known to the victim, and they also stated they needed the public's help in order to handle this, as there was zip no leads. So my guess is when they're saying this, they're definitely clearing anybody who was in the house. Right. Um. And and also, you know, she. She has the father of this child. She's raising the child kind of on her own. So, I mean, obviously the, race, the relationship may or may not have dissolved at that point in time. Um, and so he's he's in the clear at that point. It wasn't till six years later in 2013 that some movement on this case happened. Police announced that young kids out for the night at a bonfire reported seeing Bridget, hearing a scream, and then seeing a Black SUV speeding down the beach away from where they were. About 30 minutes later, the same vehicle um, was seen speeding in the opposite direction, speeding back in the opposite direction. Right. So and this is the direction from where she's eventually located. (coughs) So the SUV um, is kind of something that comes out that's new in the case police also state at that point in time that they believe that she was killed in the suv
0: or killed near where she was found so i guess a couple things there is like it's not alarming to me that they'd see you know maybe the suv going one direction then having to double back because there's not an outlet uh you know and that easily could be a few hundred yards right you know um but it seemed to happen pretty quickly right? Like from the time that she goes missing and then to them finding her body because you know, the other camp, the other visitors found it before they even reported it. Right.
1: So this is a very brutal attack that happens very quickly. Mm -hmm. So she's on the beach there, somehow comes across these people in this SUV and, and then is, is abducted and taken a little bit farther down the beach, not very far down the beach. Um, certainly, you know, if you had done a full on out search, not, not too far down there where the search party couldn't have possibly come across them, which may be why they fled so quickly is maybe they started to hear or see people out searching or looking for her,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, um, a couple of things though, this, it is kind of odd that, you know, her friends don't seem to have any interaction with the people that found her right you know wouldn't you think if you see them down there wouldn't be like hey have you seen so and so yeah 100 yards
1: now if you're back up in the house and and it's 100 yards from where she's on the beach standing on the beach interacting with the car i can see why you being back at the house may not have any interaction with these people because those houses are certainly maybe 100 yards off of that beach Mm -hmm. and so but if you're searching around, you know, and kind of going up and down the beach calling for her, I don't necessarily see why you
0: didn't have any interaction with those campers. Yeah. Um, or why it was never like, oh, yeah, we heard people yeah. calling for a friend, but we didn't yeah. realize us, you know, blah, blah, blah.
1: Um, they also announce at that same time that they have a person of interest in this case, a man who was in prison on an unrelated charge. They state that he was from the area. He's in his 20s. So, this is 2013, he's in his 20s, and they also stated that there were three other suspects in the case. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, police have put together that it would have been incredibly difficult to abduct her being the only person driving the vehicle. Right. And so, not impossible because we have seen that in other cases, but would have been difficult um, to do that. And so, and then police also indicate that there is a great deal of. Fr- forensic evidence that had been collected. Much of this was due to the fact that Bridget had fought so hard. Police talk about how they have spent years trying to locate dozens of people that have been on the beach that evening, but due to Hurricane Ike, many of these people had been scattered. Um, I think, you know, it's difficult to say that that's during Hurricane Ike, you know, as it's a, a lot of nomadic area. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I mean, people
0: are coming and going. They're selling their properties. There's right. There's new renters. Um, I it's, mean, and a lot of that will be by the week. I mean, yeah, and I mean,
1: or even just by the weekend, yeah. possibly. But I mean, I don't think that there would be. There's not a huge amount of people down there that, in in those beach houses that are year-round residents, there are some, but I mean, not not a a lot of them, right? Um. But then, um, so, so this case that gets talked about again and again for, for a few more years after 2013, up until 2018, where they're still talking about, they have this one person of interest in this case who was arrested on an unrelated charge, and that they have three other suspects in this case. But in 2018, that's the last I can find about any indication of this case. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I do know is that Bridget's daughter was raised by her father. Um, he and her daughter are very, very active in a plea for information and justice in this case. So this is a hard one because I think, you know, you're looking for people. It's like looking for people, a needle in a haystack of people who would have been on crystal beach on the weekend of July 14th and 15th in 2007. But, if you have any information on this case, please call the Galveston County Sheriff's Office at 866-248-8477. The one thing I can say in this case is these, these suspects appear to be young, yeah. in their 20s. And I obviously there's some criminal record, at least with one of them later on. But I'm thinking that this is not the most sophisticated criminals in the whole wide world. I think they would have talked to somebody about it. Yeah, And so this is one of those things, if somebody told you, if somebody talked to you about something, you know, it's time to call and give this family some chance of justice, some chance of, of knowing what happened, who did this to this young lady, you know, and this mother who didn't get a chance to raise her daughter. Mm hmm. And so again, Galveston County Sheriff's Office, 866 248 8477. Okay, so we're going to talk about another Galveston County case. This is um, Ariona Parham. Ariona wasn't a typical 18 year old girl, she struggled emotionally, mentally. She had trouble at home with her mom. And so she moved in with her older sister, Dee. She was a fun-loving girl who loved the color purple and blue. She liked eating fries, hanging out with her aunts. She loved to cook and dance and watch YouTube, TV shows. Um, so once she moved in with her sister, she was really enjoying living there. She was attending Dickinson High School. She was going to graduate in June. Ariana also suffered from... Um, some medical conditions she suffered from seizures that she needed medicine to control them. She had an inhaler needed to control asthma. Um, But when she left home that day, when her sister was trying to figure out what happened to her, she went into her room. She found that the inhaler was at home. The medication for the seizures was at home. And she had also left her phone and all of her personal belongings on May 22nd, 2018 ariana disappeared she was last seen wearing a blue or turquoise zip-up sweater blue jeans and blue shorts the hoodie in some other cases are actually said to be um a gray hoodie so maybe it's blue gray um she had been hanging out with an older man he had um the nickname nico but he also first name uh is possibly mondo and so when I first heard about this and trying to kind of figure out, you know, how much older of a man this was, from what I can figure out, this man is significantly older mm-hmm. than her. It appears that he's probably in his 50s. Um, so the man was believed to have picked her up um, in order to take her to school that morning. He was driving a black Nissan Altima. The man, this is a man who is widely known to the Dickinson community. He is believed to be involved in other crimes, possibly has a criminal background with drug possession, sex trafficking. Um, There are a lot of people who are scared of him. There are people who are not willing to come forward and speak because they are scared of him. They're scared of his family. They say that he's responsible for other rapes and other crimes and that he's possibly tied to other missing girls. When I tried to track down any information about that, him being tied or being mentioned in other missing girls cases, I really cannot find anything. So I'm not real sure where exactly that source comes from, but I can't find any other mention of him? Mm-hmm. So D knew right around, right away that Ariana did not run away that morning. Um, she reported her mis- missing to the Dickinson Police Department, and told them all the information she had, the information that she had on um, Mondo or Nico. And according to the family, they really feel like that they brushed her off. You know um, that it was kind of treated like one of those runaway cases which is really unfortunate because i do feel like there are a lot of indications here that this girl didn't run away right um you know one of those biggest indications here is we're talking may and she's graduating in june Mm -hmm. and the end of May. so she really had that
0: graduation to look forward to look forward to
1: And even though there's little bits of trouble in the family with her mother and and different things going on there, she has a connection to her family unit as a whole, not just her sister, but she's involved with the aunts and, you know, other family members, she's got friends and cousins in that area, so she's got a connection there. Um, Sadly, I think some of this is that she really is the type of person who can get preyed upon by an older individual very easily. Sure. So, um... The other thing that the family felt is that her case doesn't get any attention because she's african-american and i think that there's there's a lot there that's probably true it's possible so um and you know i i wish it was different but i think that that's that's very possible mm-hmm so Dee was not going to give up the fight for her sister she took to the internet started posting about her missing sister um had a facebook page about her so and then somehow she gets involved with uh tim miller and texas Equisearch. this case became very personal to him and to his mission wanted to use everything he could do in his power to bring her home he gets very involved in every case but this case one, because of the location of it. Um, and, and also because Mondo was known to him, he was known to him, not only because he knew of his family and his family's reputation and the rumors and the speculation about him, but Tim had a construction company um before texas EquiSearch, and Mondo had actually worked for him as a professional concrete pourer and so instantly it becomes important but he's kind of starting a little bit behind because when he gets involved in this case it's about three weeks after she went missing so of course texas ex does what they can do in cases they do some searches um, and put out some flyers He also contacted Mondo in the hope that his relationship might lead to um, Mondo giving him some clues about where El Ariana was and um, tried to do some things about like getting hold of cell phone records and stuff like that. But because of, you know, you can't just get a hold of anybody's cell phone records without a warrant. Um, Can't access social media accounts without a warrant. you know tim miller and texas EquiSearch search not an arm
0: of law enforcement so i bet you his curiosity was kind of going to like i wonder if he had anything to do with my kid you know i mean you have to think that you know that had to cross his mind well and
1: I, I i don't know i don't know how far the you know? family dates back but i mean you know i can i can see again this What we know about laura miller is that she also had seizures too Mm -hmm. and so then to to have somebody you know it's there's a lot of close resemblance here Mm um and uh and so i can see why you know it would be it would be very close to your heart um unfortunately you know every bit of time and money and everything that he could so far you know that hasn't led anywhere. There have been searches in the miles and miles of bayous and swamplands and woodlands in the Galveston area. He's also checked to see if Mondo poured any concrete around the same time the Ariana went missing. So the last thing that really happens here is is the Facebook page becomes pretty active too in in the search for her, um, and uh, there are a lot of people who went out and really paid very close attention to Mondo, what he was doing, who he was interacting with in order to try to find out if they could find any any information for this family and also in an effort to possibly protect any other young women who would get involved in this. So there are pictures of him shopping at Walmart. There are pictures of him, you know, talking to people that were posted on the Facebook page and due to the community focus on him, he actually up and moved to New Brunsfeld, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so his family's still in the area. Um, I think that, you know, people still do try to keep an eye out on his family to see if there's any information that would come out. Um, Sadly, there's really from what we can see you know not any movement on this case Mm -hmm. and i know that people have fear of coming forward and talking about what you know in these cases but i would hope that maybe a plea of giving the family some answers about what happened to their child that if you did know anything you could come forward so and you're afraid of what could happen, then possibly call Texas, Texas EquiSearch, talk to somebody there and give them the information. Texas EquiSearch is not law enforcement. Right. So that number is 281-309-9500. But again, calling the Dickinson Police Department and asking and talking to a detective about what you know in this case, it would be vital too. So 281-337-7335. If there's any chance of bringing her home or bringing the family some answers, it's time. You know, the fear that we have sometimes of what could ha- possibly happen to us by doing that needs to be overrun by the doing what is right. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so in this case, I'm asking if you know anything please pick up the phone and call somebody and tell them what you know because the littlest thing can finally solve this case you know and let's let's bring her home you know her sister her family her aunt everybody is
0: waiting for her so and i mean it'd be nice if that could happen because you know it's it's not like 30 years ago i mean Mm -hmm. this you're talking just a few years ago that this has happened so it's fresh on people's minds right
1: Yeah, there's answers in this in this community. So let's see what we can do about possibly, you know, giving them some. So thank you. Let's um, get out there and get some answers for this family.
0: All right, guys, and with these last three cases, that is going to bring us to the very end of our first season. Um, It's definitely been a learning experience. And we do appreciate everybody hanging in there with us and continue to follow the cases. And hopefully you'll uh, be just as excited about season two as we are. Right.
1: So we are bringing you um, season two, which is going to stay in the same area. So that is going to be the candy man. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be releasing that shortly. And again, with all of these cases that we brought you, if you have any information, please reach out. Um, we also would tell you that if you have a case that we did not bring up in this season that you think is a fit with this please let us know we will be covering some future cases that will be considered bonus episodes for this season and um
0: we can always you know put it out there
1: yeah so thank you thank you guys